0: I would like to fly fish. I know. I would like to fly fish with the sloshy in my other hand. Yeah. Just, well, I guess that wouldn't work, but you know what I mean?
1: Like, you could probably figure it out. Yeah. You don't need two hands to fish. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call it fishing, not
0: catching, right? Yeah. Oh, you bring up such a good point. That's true. <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know where I'm going with that.
0: No, I'm I'm right there with you. I guess I don't really know much about fishing, so... I'm not the best
1: person to come up with such ideas. You definitely need two hands, but you could still hold a beverage in one hand. You just have to be able to put it down to reel in or to, like, stash it somewhere. And adjust the... On your body. (laughs) Or on the ground. Yeah, that's fair. Where do you put your fishing beers?
0: Oh, are we on? Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) What is your go-to fishing
1: beer? Yeah. Do you drink beer while you fish? If so, what do you like to drink? And none of this Coors Light bullshit. What can are you pulling out of the craft beer fridge? A fat tire. (laughs) (laughs) Probably.
0: Probably. Well,
1: maybe. Honestly, I think that things like fat tire or like 90 Shilling, like an amber... When they're hot in hot sun oh. are like the last thing that I would ever want to consume. Mm-hmm. Besides a hot stout, but that's a oh. different story. Unless it's hot because it was injected
0: with a caramelized poker stick. Uh,
1: yes, that is the exception. I will drink <laughs> okay. any beer that is warmed by a hot caramelized poker. I'm really, I'm just throwing this
0: out there. I thought about this the other night. I don't know why. Probably because it's s'more season. Mm. But I would love to. Could for them...
1: you pronounce that word again?
0: S'more. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say it wrong? No, I think that's the the way you say it. A s'more. Um, s'more. 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 Some more. I I think it's because it's s'more season <laughs> that <laughs> maybe towards the end of the summer, maybe beginning of fall, new train should bring back the caramelized beer night oh yeah and have like a more stout or yum and that'd be really good
1: yeah new terrain are you listening because this is a pretty brilliant idea It's like free ideas here mm-hmm. you could have them if you want you just have to give us free beer for life yeah back to the beer this podcast my name is amanda and i'm amy and we are back it's june it's actually very late into june but that's okay yeah
0: we are still talking about beer both of us have been on various trips and i think you guys all know how the summer goes it just flies
1: so i think my Summer is booked up through September at this point. I agree. Yeah. And maybe even then some... Got a Mm -hmm. couple things going on in September. It's a wee bit busy. Yeah, I might be looking at October. I don't know. But we're here creating beer content for you. And we are so happy that you have joined us today. Here on the Beer This Podcast, if you are new, typically what we like to do is to... Talk about a few different things. We usually start with a beer that we've had recently that we've enjoyed. And then we progress into talking about a brewery, particularly a brewery that gives back to the community in some way. We just love talking about different organizations and talking with different people that love to give back to their community, the people that support them, the people that buy their beer. And after that, it's been so long, what's what's happening in the world of beer? And we'll round it out with what's happening. All right. So that's what you can expect. That's That's the table. That's the menu. Are you excited? Have you missed us? You should
0: be excited. We've missed you guys. We have missed you guys. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we both have been traveling. And I am using that kind of as a segue into talking about beer I've had recently that I've loved.
1: On your trip to Seattle, did you try any beers that I, you liked? I tried so many beers. Yeah.
0: Um, yes, it was great. Bless Kevin's heart. He was very willing to travel to the different breweries and taste taste some beers with me. So
1: It's an easy ask.
0: It is, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to do that as a job. But I wanted to call out... Specifically, Old Stove Brewing. And the location I went to is right in downtown Seattle. So it's right on the water. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of right in that Pike Place Market area. Cool. Did you watch them throw the
1: fish? I did. Classic. Is that... I've never been. Do they actually just like chuck fish across the room? Yep. They throw the fish. Cool. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an experience. It's an
0: experience. It is a lot of fun. We were there on a Saturday, so it was hopping. It was a really good time. And Old Stove was cool because it was kind of right in the action of everything. And you just get to sit outside, drink beer, and, you know, feel the ocean breeze. Cool. It's, it's awesome. And I think because we live in an inland state, that's such a unique experience Totally. So uh, for me. So I, I really enjoyed it. But I actually had two beers that I loved. Uh, they had a Key Lime Sour. Yum. That was really good. And an IPA called Riding on the Wind. And I'm just direct quoting their description on the menu of Riding on the Wind. It's a hazy IPA. And they describe it as this newest version of our rotating New England style IPA is packed with fragrant New Zealand nectarine and ruwaka hops, exuding notes of mandarin, passion fruit, and citrusy grapefruit, riding over a fluffy, smooth malt base. Yum! It's it was really good. And one thing I really liked about that brewery too is they had three preset flights. Oh, cool. Which was a fun idea. So one was hop based. So that was um, that's the one I got. I think it was called the Hop Head Flight. One was kind of a variety of their most popular beers. Cool. And then the other I'm pretty sure was kind of more of the lighter beers. Cool. So um, I just kind of like that idea of I mean, it's always fun to do a custom flight. And that's what most breweries offer. But For those who maybe have a harder time making decisions or like a certain kind of beer, I thought that was a good idea.
1: Yeah, having like a curated flight option, that's Mm -hmm. really cool. I've seen a few different breweries that do something similar, but most often I think it's the build-your-own type, Mm -hmm. so that's cool.
0: Yeah, we really enjoyed it. We actually ranked the different brews, and I'll post some pictures on our Instagram, because I forgot to while I was on vacation. (laughs) But I'll post some pictures so you can see you know what it looked like their different like ranking system it, it was it was fun
1: that's awesome yeah how about you Amanda? Ooh, i went to san diego at the end of may and i drank a lot of beer and it wasn't so much beer that i don't remember the beers i remember the beers but mm. there wasn't really one that like really stood out to me in okay. any way like went to a, a couple of very unique places uh, we checked out ballast point which was really cool I actually had their habanero sculpin Ooh. which was the spicy version of their grapefruit sculpin or which is like their flagship beer like the the beer that you see the most it's the one with the fish on the can okay the ballast point logo it was fine it was Honestly, almost a little too spicy, which is rare for me to say because I really like a spicy beer. But that one I was like choking down a little bit. (laughs) Did you tear up? I probably would have teared up. I I didn't tear up, but I definitely was like, oh, this is like difficult for me to be consuming right now. But it was good. And then the other brewery that I wanted to call out that we went to that I really enjoyed was Modern Times. Okay. They are a local San Diego brewery, and the people that we were visiting while we were out there recommended that we go there, and all of the beers that I tried from them were super unique and very interesting. They actually have a cold brew beer that is, like, made with their roasted in-house coffee beans, and I tried it, and it was really good, Um, (laughs) but... That was at the end of May, so I feel like I have to insert like a little (laughs) June action in here. Mm -hmm. And the beer that I've had the most recently that really stood out was from Denver Beer Company, actually. Shout out Denver Beer Co. We'll talk a little bit more about them later. But I had their Berry Proud, which is a raspberry and tart cherry sour And it was so good. And the best part about it is they donate 15% of all proceeds to One Colorado, which is the state of Colorado's leading organization for the advocacy of equality for members of the LGBTQ plus community and their families. So good beer, good cause. That's pouring locally at the Lowry Denver Beer Garden right now, and I think through the end of June. So you should go. Take a sip of one if you like sours. Yeah, and celebrate Pride Month. Happy
0: Pride. Well, that's a perfect segue into our brewery of the episode and our beer of the episode because we will be talking about Denver Beer Company. Woo! And we are kicking it off with some Princess Yum Yum. like um like pop rocks in thank Europe. you yes yeah. pop rocks i totally. kind of
1: love pop rocks I've never, i haven't had those in a long time it would be funny for us to eat some pop rocks and <laughs> then like <laughs> you can't see but i'm holding my mouth open to the microphone right now imagine pop rocks are in my mouth and just listen to the fizz going on that's yep that's the bubbles
0: those are the bubbles So the Princess Yum Yum is a raspberry Kolsch from Denver Beer Company, and it is 4.8%, and it is so tasty. It's a classic. We'll do a little bit more of a deep dive into Princess Yum Yum specifically, but it's one of their their year-round offerings. It's so delicious.
1: If you haven't had it, you need to run out and buy a six-pack or... A Denver Beer Co. sampler pack, ASAP, because the Princess Yum Yum is always in the Denver Beer Co. sampler pack. And it's so good. It's like the quintessential summer beer. It's like nice and light, but also so tasty. And mm. like has a pretty rich flavor for a 4.8% beer. It does. Not that ABV necessarily correlates to flavor,
0: but sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Yeah. I also am not really a big Kolsch fan. Yeah. Not that I dislike them, I just don't really reach for them, but I would reach for this one.
1: This isn't, it's not as like Kolsch-y. I think the other, like the fruit flavors, probably add to the flavor a little bit more. Because when I think of a Kolsch, I think of. So Snake River Brewing has the Cowboy Gold, which is a Kolsch style ale. Okay. It's fine. It's not my favorite. Yeah, and it, I think I think Kulsh's have kind of a distinct, like strawy, weedy flavor. Like, but different than a wheat ale. Agreed. That I that just doesn't usually tickle my pickle, if you will.
0: <laughs> well, you have to keep that in. Uh, that is a – I mean that's exactly why I'm not a huge fan of them. There's just something about the flavor that's just not my favorite.
1: All that to say that this one does not really have that flavor. The Princess Yum Yum does not really have that flavor. And you should go pick some up and drink it for yourself. Because it's Yum Yum. Princess Yum Yum. And now for some Facts Facts. Facts (laughs) Facts. I thought you were going to say, and now for some Fun Fun. Facts (laughs) Facts. Facts Facts are Fun Fun. They are Fun Um, Fun. Fun Fun Facts Facts? Yes. We're going to...
0: Start you off with some history. Charlie Berger and Patrick Crawford are the two men that came together and created Denver Beer Company. And they basically began crafting homebrew in their garages before even opening Denver Beer Company, which I think is probably pretty common amongst the brewery scene. But I did pull some things that I thought were... Kind of fun, a little bit of fun facts about the two. So Berger has worked in the craft beer industry since two thousand four, and he actually earned an international diploma in brewing technology.
1: That's really cool. Thought
0: that was really cool. I didn't even know that existed.
1: Yeah, makes do you, sense. Do you know where he studied?
0: He attended the Siebel Institute of Technology and the Domans Brewing Academy in Munich, cool in Germany. So thought that was really interesting. Crawford was an award-winning home brewer and he actually brewed his first beer in the bathtub of his 400 square foot apartment in Colorado Springs.
1: Wow. I mean, I guess that's how they make moonshine, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's tiny.
1: That is really tiny. That's, that's like probably like the size of this room.
0: Yeah. Maybe even a little smaller. Kind of like an Ikea showroom.
1: Yeah. Or like those little Ikea Yeah. cubicles. I bet his apartment smelled like beer.
0: <sighs> yeah. Which I wouldn't be mad about. Uh, I
1: don't
0: know. It would be a lot. It
1: would be a lot.
0: So remind me any time I say, like, I'm delaying brewing beer because I live in an apartment. Just remind me of this story. Yeah.
1: Brew it in your bathtub. Yeah. You guys have a bathtub. We do. We're going to brew beer in your bathtub. Let's do it. Let's do it. Would anybody be interested in our bathtub beer? (laughs) (laughs) I would be. I like where this is
0: headed. So... They both had pretty good experience in brewing, and that led them to open the first location on Platt Street in downtown Denver in 2011. And I put this in here too because I just thought it was a fun fact. Uh, the location was a former car dealership, and that seems to be a little bit of a consistent theme, and I'll yeah. tell you guys why here in a sec. They drew inspiration from the beer gardens of Bavaria. That was kind of their vibe that they were going for cool. which I could I could see that.
1: I've never been to the Platte Street Really? Ber- Denver Beer Co. Actually, so we went to Lowry, the Lowry location which is their newest location like last week and that was the first time I had been to Denver Beer Co. I've drank a lot of Denver Beer Co beers, mm-hmm. just never been to the brewery itself. They
0: distribute quite a bit
1: Yeah, totally. And I think they're pretty, like, it's pretty easy to find them on tap at Bars downtown and that kind of thing. Definitely.
0: Really good about distributing. Like you said, really good about having their beer available at various restaurants, bars. And I will say, not that it's difficult to get to, but unless you're already downtown or you can kind of like easily bike there. Yeah. You know, it's not necessarily because you'd have to park your car. You'd have to pay for parking or parallel park. So, but it is fun. It's a fun experience to go to the original location there idea was that good beer is best enjoyed with friends fresh air and on an adventurous spirit
1: that's awesome
0: so and that is a direct quote from a visit denver description about the brewery and most of the facts we're getting here i should mention too are from the denver beer co website itself and then this visit denver um, description cool so you know, that was super successful enough so that they opened their Old Town Arvada location in 2017. And we're sensing a theme here. This one was a former Chevy dealership. Wow. So uh, kind of fun. Uh, really like that they brewed an exclusive beer for the Old Town Arvada location called the Watertown Wit. Cool. And that's just to honor the Arvada community. Yeah. We should definitely go to that one.
1: I think that'd be cool
0: because I think that's the one I'm closest to.
1: Really? Likely, yeah. Okay. I, yeah, that'd be really fun.
0: Yeah, it's. I don't know. I think that'd be neat to compare it to Lowry and yeah, just see what's different and what's similar. Absolutely. So they opened a South Downing location in 2021, which is in downtown Denver. And then the Lowry location that we just went to Just opened in 2023.
1: Yeah, I think we actually talked about it a few episodes ago.
0: We did. If you remember back. Yeah. So they have this video on their website when you go into about their story, and it's a mile high musts video. And they're just kind of talking about the brewery and the various attributes of the brewery. And uh, one of the bartenders, Recommended that if you've never been there you should try the princess yum yum and the graham cracker porter so those are the two beers that he would definitely recommend you try yum and
1: i, I would personally recommend you try the juicy freak ipa as well that one's too. really good mm-hmm.
0: me too that one is so tasty and I think the reason he suggested these two is because they've won a lot of awards.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think those are the two that I see around the most, especially the Graham Cracker Porter when it comes to be like fall time. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. I mean,
0: In the s'mores. <laughs> yeah. Mm. 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 I need to try that one again. I It's been a long time since I've had the Graham Cracker Porter. Well, similar to a lot of the other breweries we talk about, they have quite a few sustainability efforts. And one of those being that they are 100% solar-powered.
1: Really? Yeah. That's really cool.
0: It's pretty crazy. I To be 100% solar-powered is
1: amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's,
1: that's a really huge amazing. feat.
0: One of the fun facts that kind of goes along with that is that their roof for the production facility contains a 258 kilowatt solar array, which powers the entire production facility. Wow,
1: that's really impressive.
0: It is, and to be fair, I don't really know what a two hundred and fifty eight kilowatt is, you know, yeah. respectively. But when I looked, and I believe they have pictures posted, it's the whole, it's the whole roof. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting. They of course have their sales team, um, and the team drives a Nissan Leaf EV which is also powered by the solar panels on the roof awesome so lots of environmentally friendly efforts there they have a co2 capture and recycling program and denver beer company captures over a hundred thousand pounds of carbon dioxide each year that's crazy It's so crazy i believe it was new belgium or odell and maybe it was both That had a similar program.
1: Yeah, I think definitely New Belgium. Maybe Odell as well. It's pretty wild. They also participate in the
0: ELP, which was the Environmental Leadership Program. I think, again, something that New Belgium was involved in. Yeah. So really cool to see that effort there. They also just use locally sourced materials. They have recycling programs. So they just really have a heavy focus on that sustainability effort
1: that's awesome it's crazy to me how many like absolutely massive breweries and like almost household name brewery names or household name brewing companies started just as homebrew in somebody's garage or basement and now they have like really sustainable production facilities and i mean just like we just said like new belgium and odell are both good examples of that and Denver Beer Co. It's pretty crazy
0: and it I mean I think for both Amanda and I it impacts our decision to purchase like I'm far more willing to purchase from a brewery that I know is responsible and absolutely you know sustainable and also gives back to the community.
1: Absolutely. Is Denver Beer Co the one that tried to buy the uh, not the Avs, the Rockies. Yes. Okay, they are. Yes, we can we can circle back to that. <laughs> Thought that was kind of fun too. That was a fun. That was a really fun. I think it was like two or three years ago when the Rockies owners were making some poor decisions or something. Mm-hmm. Denver Beer Co. started a petition to try and buy the Denver Rockies. It did not work. I think the Rockies are still owned by. I don't know. Whoever. Whoever. But it was really funny. (laughs) We (laughs) appreciate their efforts. Really got people going. And uh, maybe the Rockies would be better if Denver Beer Co. owned them.
0: Agreed. I would certainly go to games. Me too. (laughs) So similar to the sustainability efforts, they also do a lot for the community. And one of the things Amanda mentioned was working with local nonprofits, and the one that they're partnering with this month to celebrate Pride Month is One Colorado. So they have a little bit more information on their website about that, and we'll, of course, post the link of the website. Just You can go check that out. They also work with the American Cancer Society, and in 2020, Denver Beer Co. donated more than $15,000 to the American Cancer Society. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a part of their... Uh, hashtag drink pink campaign, which is to fundraise for breast cancer research. And I think I got the impression that it was Princess Yum Yum specifically. Okay. With the, you know, the pink can, the pink beer. And since starting the program in 2017, Denver Beer Co. has raised $54,000 for American Cancer Society. But that was as of 2020. Wow. So there's still three more years of mm-hmm. that's awesome. And it's really cool because their impact is felt through the partners that they work with. So, for example, the distributor for Denver Beer Co., which is called Breakthrough Beverage, contributed a match of 5% for every Princess Yum Yum can, pint, keg, and swag. That's awesome. And Oregon Fruit and Graphic Packaging contributed the raw materials to help Denver Beer Co. make Princess Yum Yum just as a part of the cause. Cool. Cool. So lots of really cool things. It's neat to see the partners contributing as well. Yeah. And I think we could safely say this is one of our favorite community efforts is their neighborhood hop swap, which is a really fun, unique idea. So basically it's once a year and you pick up a hop rhizome, which is a seedling from Yakima Chief Hops. At Denver Beer Co, you plant and you take care of your hops, and grow grow the hops, and then you harvest the hop crop and bring it back to the brewery, and that's used for them to brew an awesome, you know, IPA with the combined neighborhood hops.
1: That's so cool. I'm actually so sad that we missed the hop swap this year. We found out about it like a week before it happened and tickets were already sold out I know so we're gonna be keeping an eye on it for next year
0: yeah which this is a little bit of a diversion but speaking of which have you planted the
1: I did plant the hops hops. I actually posted that on our Instagram story I did like a little video of me explaining like showing a hop with a what a hop rhizome looks like and then just kind of going through how I planted them based on the directions that I was provided from the website that I purchased the hops from, and actually, our first little hop tendril has made its way to the <gasps> surface of the dirt, so I'll show it to you before Perfect. you leave. It's adorable. Sounds good. Just a little green stick sticking out of the ground. The little hop that could. Yeah, the little hop that could. The so, brave little hop. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I honestly am so excited to see how the how the hop plants do. I planted them in pots because that was what was recommended. Okay. Okay. But I'm a little like, I don't really understand how that works because these plants are supposed to get really large. So we'll see. I'm going to post many updates on our Instagram story. Again, I did a little a little lesson on what I did for planting them about a week and a half ago. And they should start coming up here soon. So I'll probably post something weekly or something like that. Just so you guys can come along on our hop journey. The backyard hop journey.
0: Yes. And I'm excited to see... I guess I don't know exactly what kind of conditions hops thrive in. Yeah. But now that it's getting a little less rainy and a little more sunny,
1: maybe it'll yeah
0: really go crazy.
1: They like full sun and okay. they like to not be wet for long periods of time. So I think Perfect. we're entering the right time of year. There's actually, I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but one of my neighbors on the walk that I take my dog on every day has some hops, and their plant has been blowing up the last few days. It's also a well-established plant. Like, I mean, I think it is. I've only lived in this neighborhood for two summers now, so I only have two summers worth of seeing that hop plant to really know, but it was really beautiful last year, so I can't wait to start seeing the hops form. Do their thing? Yeah. That's great. I Yeah, I'm excited. Me too.
0: And you guys should be too you should participate and it took place on April 23rd this past year so it
1: seemed like it was kind of a spring yeah event you, so you want to plant your rhizomes like just before or like just after your last frost which is usually early May
0: okay that so, makes sense yeah so we'll keep an eye on it and we'll let you guys know because all hop swap farmers that bring in their harvested hops will receive a free crawler of the IPA that they brew with the hops. Um, And then whoever harvests the most hops will win free beer for a month at their local Denver Beer Co. tap room. So just kind of wanted to touch base on some of the beers that they offer at Denver Beer Co., Again, we talked about it a little bit before, but the Graham Cracker Porter, which is 5.6%, has won a handful of awards. And it's kind of nice when you go on their website, they actually list all the awards and the years that they've won. The most recent award was a bronze at the World Beer Cup in 2022. Cool. So even though it's, I mean, it's not an old beer by any means, but it's been around for a while. It's still... Winning some awards and, you know. That's awesome. Pleasing some people. Yeah. So in addition to that, we would also recommend the Juicy Freak IPA, as Amanda mentioned earlier. Uh, Incredible Petal is another classic that's Mm -hmm. usually in their mixed packs. They have a pretty good amber lager. And I actually really like the Tarte Delight, which Mm. is their citrus sour. Yeah, I've had that one. So, I mean, (laughs) shocking that. I like a sour. (laughs) (laughs) But lots of good options. We would absolutely recommend that you guys check them out. Especially check them out because they have a couple different locations scattered around the Denver metro area. Yeah,
1: really easily accessible. Mm
0: -hmm. I like it because it's like Arvada is if you're more west. There's two downtown. And then Lowry is if you're more east of Denver.
1: Yeah. So Amy... What's uh, happening
0: in the world of beer? There's a lot happening, and luckily, it's pretty much good news this time. One of the exciting pieces is that Voodoo Brewing is opening a Colorado Springs location. So this brewery is actually from Meadville, Pennsylvania, and they run off of a like a franchise model. So that one is set to open. Um, we will post the link for the Gazette article that talks a little bit more about the details. Cool. But, of course, we're always excited about a brewery opening. Definitely. So another thing that I thought was kind of fun, it's not really about a new beer or a brewery that's open, but we will post this 9 News article talking about Westfax Brewing, which is located right next door. And I'll give you a hint to... A pretty pink palace,
1: which is Casa Bonita. (laughs) It's open, right? Casa Bonita? I think so. I think it's like... But it's like ticket only or something right now? Yeah, it's like their
0: test run. Okay. I forget. Have you been to Casa Bonita? I've
1: gone once. Okay. Back, you know, before, of course. It was an experience. It's definitely an experience. I've been to Casa Bonita probably more than anybody I know. And that's not necessarily... (laughs) for because I like am a Casa Bonita stan or anything like that. We just that was always something we did with the daycare program that I was a part of in elementary school. So I went to Casa Bonita like every year for however long I was in elementary school. I remember when we went we got seats in They used to have, like, this little section of seating that was, like, almost in its own little, like, villa or something. Not Mm -hmm. villa, but, like, its own little... I sat there. Yeah. Like, you could, like, walk down the stairs, and there was, like, little pods where all the tables are. Yep. And that was quite an experience, because we got to... We were, like, right next to the cliff divers.
0: That's kind of cool. really cool. It's an interesting place, and I'm curious to check it out, but I'm going to go when the newness has kind of died down yeah in like five years or exactly something. like seriously yeah because i don't want to fight the traffic and the parking but for the people that do and if you're you know facing a really long wait or if you want to go somewhere cool before or after casa bonita would highly recommend westfax brewing because it's right next door totally and the article just kind of talks about basically this brewery is seeing an uptick in guests and sales and also just famous people coming to the brewery just as a result of, you know, the Cosponita experience. Cool. So thought that was really fun. Another event that's coming up that we thought could be really cool is Beethoven and Brews Fest. Cool. So unfortunately we're going to be out of town. It is July 8th so unfortunately we're not Going to be here. But you guys should go because that sounds so fun. It sounds great. If you are a music, especially a classical music fiend, and you like beer, it seems like a great event. They've got a pre concert brew fest in the Denver Performing Arts Complex Galleria, which is next to the Sculpture Park, and a concert event in Betcher Concert Hall with just a ton of breweries in attendance. And just a list some of those breweries. This isn't a full list. It's Breckenridge, Great Divide, Colorado Native, New Belgium, Odell, Oscar Blues, and Blue Moon. So, cool. you know, lots of ones that we've talked about. So we would recommend to check it out. It's a great roster. Oh, yeah. And then a brewery that we talked about recently, Sanitas. It's happening. It's happening. I'm
1: so excited. We literally struggled for so long in these same seats a month ago to figure out when the Inglewood location was opening up. Turns out it's opening up, like, right now. We're so excited. It is really exciting. We'll have to go. We will. I know. I
0: I saw their grand opening was this weekend, and I was like, do we go? But...
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I have to go to Widespread Panic. Yes. And then go wedding dress shopping. For those of you who don't know what wa- what Widespread Panic is or when they're playing, Sanitas Brewing is opening on June 23rd, which is this Friday. They have some grand opening activities
0: this weekend. So That's you should check it out.
1: Yeah. The last thing that we wanted to kind of touch on as far as what's happening is... We are just around the corner from the next Beer Fest. So Beer Fest Rhino is going to be happening on July 15th. And it'll be in Rhino. And it's located at Zeppelin Station, which I've never been to. But looks like a really cool location. This one is Y2K themed. And I was looking and I guess you can now add a colorado specific or an entire country hot passport onto your ticket for a discounted price
0: oh that's cool yeah
1: so that's a really cool partnership that i think we'll probably talk more about at some point but yeah so you can purchase it's a digital hot passport so you don't get the satisfaction of having like the book and like getting to do the stamps and all of that Mm -hmm. but you get a good deal on it that's really cool Yeah. yeah so that's a cool little uh yeah, cool little partnership that I'm sure we'll talk more about at some point. But if you are interested in going to Beerfest Rhino, we will definitely be there. And we'd love to see you all there. And you can use code BEERTHISPODCAST at checkout for $5 off of your ticket. What's happening? We got a lot happening this month. We do. Did you guys know that the Nuggets won? I
0: have to confess that I'm not really a basketball. It's not that I'm not a fan. It's just I watch other sports more.
1: I'm definitely a bandwagon basketball fan. Yes. Like, stoked that the Nuggets won. Do I watch the Nuggets outside of the occasional game that I get to go to? No. Agreed. Yeah. Which is... A shame because the nuggets have been really good for quite a few years and like same with the avs they've been really good for quite a few years there's just so many basketball games and so many hockey games we've talked about this before but like how do you how is a season that long like how do they play that many games how does a fan like pay attention to that is i can a- barely watch all the broncos games and there's only what like 13 of them mm-hmm. yeah that's an aggressive amount uh, yeah Times 13 by, like, six, and that might be the right amount of games. And I just don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. But I'm stoked that they won. Me too. Go Denver. It's really exciting.
0: And another brewery that's stoked that they won is Weldworks, because they are releasing a limited edition beer called the Prost Malone. Heck yeah. Which is a double dry hopped hazy IPA. And it's a tribute to the Denver Nuggets and to Coach Malone. Cool. And they have limited availability, so make sure to keep your eyes out for it and and get it while you can. Didn't they released it Monday, June nineteenth? And you should definitely just take a look at the can. It's really, it's really.
1: Cool. Is it? Yeah. Is it their logo?
0: It's kind of their jersey. Like the retro one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like the actually it's more like the blue, like navy blue and then the gold. Oh, cool. Kind
1: of style. Cool. So lots of fun. Thought that was a good one. That is a good one. I am reading the next one <laughs> on our notes. Uh-huh. And I love it. I need to Friday? find it. Uh we need to go to Greeley so that we can. Get a Prost Malone and follow it up with a trip to Wiley Roots for the Briny Boys License to Dill. Get this. It's a sour ale, which we already love,
0: with pickled cucumber, Mm. pickle brine, dill,
1: and sea salt. I think that sounds wonderful. I do too. I want to drink all of that. I'm here for it. Do you think that they'll distribute that?
0: I feel like Wiley Roots and Wildworks are really good about distributing. I totally agree. Especially just like down here. Mm Mm-hmm. I might do some research. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, it's adorable. So a can exists. Okay. (laughs) So I need to find this can.
1: We need to find this can. We'll track it down. Yes. Stay tuned. We'll post it on our Instagram. Up next, we have the Tropical Stampede and Crush Palace Pills that are tapping at Resolute Brewing. So, the Tropical Stampede is a sour ale with passion fruit, guava, and orange. Yum. Mm -hmm. And the Crush Palace Pills is a pre-prohibition style pilsner. And they both sound delicious. They do. And they're both at Resolute, which is one of my faves. Me too.
0: The last one that we kind of wanted to talk about is the Belgian Wit Zomer Orange Mm. from Public Offering. Yum. So definitely sensing a theme with these citrusy, lighter fruitier your beers. Summer is here. Summer's here in case you didn't know. And I feel like we often talk about Weldworks and Wiley Roots in the what's happening section, but I like I feel like it's hard not to because they're always coming out with really cool, fun, unique ideas.
1: Totally. They definitely come out with new beers. I mean, uh- a lot of breweries come out with a lot of beers and a lot of new beers. I think Wiley Roots just Wiley Roots and Waldorks both do a really good job of promoting that they're coming out with new beers pretty frequently. And the artwork for their cans is so unique. And I just, I don't know, I always find myself stumbling across a new beer coming out from them on my Instagram or my Facebook. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Agreed. We yeah. love you, Greeley Brews. We do. I think... I think that might be, like, most of what we have for this week. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good things. Lots of good things. Lots of good things to come. I think our next episode will probably be another interview with a very special guest. So keep your ears out for that. You can find us in on a couple of different platforms. First, you can listen to our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. That being on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then you can also listen to us on anchor.com as well. And then if you want to keep in touch, follow us on our social media. Our Instagram handle is beer underscore this underscore podcast. And we post stories when we're at breweries, we post stories about fun things that are coming up. Uh, We actually just ran the Breckenridge Brewery 5K last weekend and it was so much fun and we posted all about it on our story Mm -hmm. so if you want to keep up with what's going on and you know live vicariously through all the beer that we're drinking that's a great place (laughs) to see it and if you have something to say you want to get in touch with us you can email us at beer this podcast all one word at gmail.com all right kiddos enjoy enjoy your summer yeah Hopefully you're enjoying June so far, and hopefully you're surviving the heat that just started two days ago. It's like it was raining, and now it's, and was like cool and kind of warm, but not crazy, and now it's 90. I've told almost everyone <sighs> to remind me, because a
0: few days ago I was whining that it didn't feel like summer, and now that it does, I mean, it's too hot, and yeah, so for real. But we're excited about
1: it. We're excited for some patio beers. We're we're stoked. Definitely. Well, we hope you have a great rest of your day, evening, morning, whatever you're doing, whatever time of day it is. And we will talk to you soon. Cheers. Cheers. Heart cherry sour
0: so the princess yum yum is a raspberry kolsch from denver beer company god damn it excuse me <laughs> i'm gonna close my email here
1: really Mayor. If he had a 400 square foot apartment and he was brewing beer in his bathtub, how did he shower while it was brewing? Mm. Garden house? Um, <laughs> on <the> apartment? <laughs> in
0: a 400 square foot apartment. <laughs>
1: It's ice cream in the shape of a square. It's basically this little gas station on the side of the road in this tiny town in Idaho. Mm -hmm. And the owner of the ice cream shop invented a square ice cream scoop. And it's not even like a scoop. It's like a... It's almost like... Kind of like a garlic press almost. But like the opposite of a garlic press where they basically like take the square it's like Uh, a like a big square like almost the size of a cold stone single scoop okay but in square form and they take the square and they like shove it into the ice cream and like push the ice cream into the square and then there's a button that they push and it pops the square out (gasps) and it's really good ice cream in the shape of a square which is pretty cool (laughs) like not really worth the drive but like like don't go there unless you, like unless you've been to the Tetons like four million times. Like I went there when I lived there. I went there maybe like three times uh-huh. in the three years that I lived there. Like it's fun. Okay. It's cool. It's definitely something to do. But it's not something that you do when you only have f- four days somewhere.